Good evening. I'd like to welcome you to Forks of Elkhorn Baptist Church. This is Wednesday, May the 19th. Thank you for joining us for this midweek time of devotion and prayer. Pray that everything is going well for you. We are entering into a busy season with graduations and many of you going on vacation for the first time, maybe in over a year and a half or or maybe even two. And so thank you for joining us tonight and so grateful that our in-person services continue to grow and we're seeing many of you back in church for the first time in over a year. Every week there's new folks that are coming in and we're grateful to see old and new faces. We're just thankful to see faces, period. But we ask that you would continue to pray about uh, God's will for your life. We'd love to see you here in person, but we're grateful that we still offer our online services as well. But tonight, I just want to share with you a few moments from God's Word, a story that I've shared from before and I know you're familiar with. It's out of Luke chapter 18, beginning with verse 35. As Jesus approached Jericho, a blind man was sitting by the roadside begging. When he heard the crowd going by, he asked what was happening. They told him, Jesus of Nazareth is passing by. He called out, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And those who led the way rebuked him and told him to be quiet. But he shouted all the more, son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus stopped and ordered the man to be brought to him. When he came near, Jesus asked him, What do you want me to do for you? Lord, I want to see, he replied. Jesus said to him, Receive your sight. Your faith has healed you. Immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus, praising God. When all the people saw it, they also praised God. In this awesome, powerful story, we see Jesus approaching Jericho. We know that Jesus was heading to Jerusalem. Why was he going to Jerusalem? He would be going to Jerusalem to go to the cross, to die for you and to die for me. With Jesus were his disciples and a great crowd of people who were also on their way to Jerusalem for Passover. We know that Luke's gospel tells us that there was a blind man there as he approached Jericho. Matthew says in his account, there were two blind men. Mark's gospel tells us that his name is Bartimaeus. But in this story tonight, I pray that God would speak to you and speak to me. Because through this story, I see, first of all, that blind Bartimaeus was at the right place. Many times beggars would sit outside the city gate, so travelers coming in or out would pass by and they would cry out for alms or, or cry out for help. And so Bartimaeus was at the right place and he had heard that Jesus was passing by. There's no doubt he had heard of the many miracles that Jesus had performed, who had opened the eyes of the blind or had healed the lame or 
who had brought miraculous healing to someone. And so as he was there begging, it said that he was sitting by the roadside begging. So not only was he blind, but he was poor. And really, that's a good description of our world today. There are a lot of people who are spiritually blind and spiritually living in poverty. And it's so important that we be at the right place. Now, maybe you've been to a baseball game before and, and you were just at the right place to catch a foul ball or to catch a home run when someone hit a home run. Or, or maybe you were at the right place when something good happened to you. You were at the right place when you met a special someone. So many times I've made reference to coming to God's house, being at the right place. Our lives may not be what we want them to be, but we put ourselves in a place or in a position where God can do something miraculous. And I can't think of a better place than being in God's house. Through this season, again, we've all had the challenges before us with with many of the guidelines and restrictions and distancing. and But I'm praying that you will want to be back in God's house. I said, when this is all said and done, I didn't know what the church was going to look like. We've lost so many people to death over this past year and a half. We've had many families to actually move to another state or another community. Um, we've had folks... Uh, maybe that have moved on, but I pray that you would want to be back in this place. I believe this is holy ground, and where two or more are gathered in his name, there he promises to be in our midst or to be also. So it's important when we look at this story that we would be at the right place but not only is it being at the right place, we must be at the right place at the right time. As I shared, when he heard the crowd going by, he asked what was happening. And when they said Jesus of Nazareth is passing by, he had to be there at the right time. Uh, had he said, you know, I'm not going out to the city gates today, I'm tired or I've got a busy schedule or I've got other things to do. And it's amazing because I was just visiting the hospital in Lexington yesterday. And uh, it's hard to believe downtown Lexington, all the many different corners have people there begging for money. I, I saw one gentleman on the other side of the road, not where I was, but on the other side and and he was waving real big to cars as they would pull up to the light. And, and then he would go to their window to, to try to get some change or to get some money. And there are so many people that are begging in our world today, not only begging out of their uh, poverty financially, but begging spiritually, begging for someone to show love, begging for someone to give them attention, begging for someone to give them an opportunity, begging for acceptance. There are a lot of people that are begging tonight in some area of their lives. But this Bartimaeus 
was at the right place, but he was there at the right time when Jesus was passing by. Can you think about some times in your life where just at the right time, you were at the right place, but just at the right time, God did something special in your life. Just this week, I received a, an email or a text, rather, from one of our church members, family members who live in Kansas, and they sent me a text to say that that they had watched Sunday's church service and said that it was amazing that it was just at the right time that they heard that message because of a situation that they were going through and said that God always speaks at just the right time. And so I'm so grateful that God was able to speak to this man and his fiance in Kansas. And he just thanked me and thanked us for our ministry that we offer here and and I sent back that God's timing is always perfect. And so maybe you've been waiting on a miracle and, and maybe you've been praying and you've not seen any change in your situation or haven't seen results. But I've often told you that our circumstance may not change or maybe our, our place where we are hasn't changed but maybe God's going to change us at just the right time. And he either will uh, bring us out or he will bring us his grace and mercy to sustain us and to help us through whatever situation we're going through. And so Bartimaeus was at the right place at the right time, but he also cried out to the right person. When he heard Jesus was coming by, he said, Jesus, son of David, that was a messianic title. Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And the crowds told him to be quiet. Here's Jesus passing by and here's this beggar who's over here on the side of the road. They were thinking probably Jesus has more important things to do or other things on his mind. As I shared, he was headed to Jerusalem to go to the cross, to die for them, to die for us. But yet the man did not listen. Bartimaeus cried out all the more, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Sunday, we talked about blessed are the merciful for they will be shown mercy. There's no greater need probably for any of us than to cry out for God's mercy. We're all in need of his forgiveness and his mercy and his grace. And so he cried out, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And in the midst of that crowd of people, and even though Jesus was on a time frame to, to get to Jerusalem, I think Jerusalem was about 15 to 18 miles from Jericho, that he would stop and ask Bartimaeus to be brought to him. And then Jesus asked, and I've made reference to this many times through the years, Jesus asked him, what is it that you want? And Bartimaeus said, Lord, I want to see. 
And tonight, maybe Jesus is asking you, what is it that you want? Or many times when someone has called me or come to see me and, and you can tell they're kind of uh, dancing around what they're really wanting to talk to me about or they're uncomfortable to discuss maybe a situation in their life. And I might say, how can I pray for you? Or someone comes forward on a Sunday morning and they're emotional and overcome with, with again, the Spirit's conviction or, or whatever's going on in their life. And I'll say, how can I pray for you? What's going on? Jesus, no doubt, already knew what Bartimaeus's greatest need was. His, his greatest need was salvation, but he also saw that he was that he was blind, just as Jesus sees our greatest need, that we are sinners in need of God's mercy and grace and forgiveness, that we are spiritually blind without him. But then I love that he forced Bartimaeus, when I say forced, when he asked him, what is it that you want? It made Bartimaeus be able to bring himself to share what his need was. Lord, I want to see. That's what I've shared through the years, that we must be specific in our prayers. Many times we just have general prayers to, to pray for the sick or pray for the lost. But I think we should be specific on what our ailment, our sickness, or a loved one's sickness is. To pray for the lost, let's be specific and pray for them by name, or we pray for different situations. Be specific when we pray. And Bartimaeus was specific. Lord, I want to see. And then Jesus said to him in verse 42, receive your sight. Your faith has healed you. Now we know that Jesus can heal by, by touching folks, as we would see and read in scripture, or he could just speak the word and it would be done. But we know that Bartimaeus immediately received his sight and followed Jesus, praising God. And when all the people saw it, they also praised God. So I hope and pray tonight that we would be in the right place. And being in the right place is being, I believe, in a right standing with God putting ourselves in a position where God can bless us. But at the right time, it's not on our time schedule, but just at the right time, God is going to bring blessing, but we must cry out to the right person. So many people cry out and get advice from the wrong people and people that, that might have good intention, but, but don't give the best advice. But we need to cry out to him. Why? Because a verse we also share quite a bit out of Philippians chapter 4, verse 19. And my God will meet all your needs according to his glorious riches in Christ Jesus. In Acts chapter 4, verse 12, it says, Salvation comes from no one else, for there's no other name given to men under heaven, whereby we must be saved. And that name is the name of Jesus. That's why we are to cry out to him. In Romans chapter 10, verse 13, it says, everyone or anyone 
who calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And so I hope and pray tonight that that we would wait on God's timing. And, and just as my friend from Kansas shared, it was it was just at the right time for a situation that he and his fiance were going through. And then when we cry out to Jesus, he will never lead you or me astray. He'll never give us bad advice. He is always faithful. So tonight, I ask that you would just look at this scripture and say, hey, it's being at the right place at the right time, crying out to the right person, and watch how God can bring blessing and a miracle in your life. I want to thank you so much for joining us tonight and so thankful for God's faithfulness to us. You should be receiving a prayer list if you're on our email list. And please look over all these needs. We, we've we lost yet more of our wonderful church family members and we have folks in the hospital and people that are going through treatments and and families that are struggling. There's always a need, but we are to continue to cry out to, to God and Jesus and know that he hears our prayer and that he answers according to his perfect will. So would you just be in prayer for all these needs? And some of you may have some unspoken requests tonight that you're going through a situation at work or with a family member or or an important decision. And maybe you've been contemplating giving your heart and life to, to Jesus Christ. And let me tell you, we are all sinners saved by God's grace. And you don't have to get cleaned up or get your act together and come to him. We come to him just like Bartimaeus did with our dirt, our filth, with our poverty, with our spiritual blindness, and he brings light to us, and he can restore our sight or give us sight for the first time, and and he can increase our faith, and then we can follow him knowing that God is able. And so tonight, I pray that, that God would just speak to you and minister to you as uh, we go to the Lord in prayer. God, we just love you and thank you that, that you're always there for us. And Lord, may we put ourselves in a, in a place where your spirit can move. And, and Father, that you would remove anything from us, any doubt or any insecurity or any fear. Father, that you would open our hearts to you. And, and Father, that just at the right time, your timing is perfect, you're Father, are never late nor early. You're right on time. And I just pray, God, that that we would know that you uh, are in control and that you've not forgotten about us. May we be persistent, just as Bartimaeus, even when the crowd told him to be quiet, he cried out all the more. And may we cry out all the more to you, Lord, because you're the right person. You are the, the great healer. And we know you are, Father, our, our great shepherd who can lead us, Father, when we don't know which way to go or where to turn. Lord, I pray for all these names on our prayer list. We have families grieving and ask that you would comfort them, Lord, and give them peace. We have 
folks in the hospital in very serious situations. Oh God, we pray for a miracle of healing to be upon them and in their body. Father, we have folks going through continued treatments and we ask Lord that you would use treatments and your divine power to bring healing. Lord, there's some folks tonight that are in a dark place, maybe spiritually. And uh, Father, I pray that they would cry out to you tonight. Lord, if there's someone who's never given their heart and life to you, may tonight be the night of salvation. Father, I think about what Paul said in, in 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 2. Now is the time of God's favor. Now is the day of salvation. And I pray this would be a day of salvation for someone that they would confess their sin, ask for your forgiveness, invite you to come into their heart to be their Lord and Savior. And we know you will save them, Father, because salvation comes from no one else but you. Father, I just pray for Christians maybe that have grown discouraged and tired and defeated during this season. Rekindle the flame of spiritual growth and renewal, God. And Lord, I do pray that you would bring people back to church. And even though we're seeing more people coming back, we know uh, we're only about half of what we were before this all happened. And so I pray, God, that you would stir in people's hearts and, and they would want to be back fellowshipping with other believers and, and uh, Father, hearing your word and and I pray, Lord, being open to your Holy Spirit's leading, help us, Lord, to uh, follow your lead. And God, I just continue to pray for our country and our world for healing and direction and wisdom for all of our leaders. Lord, we know there's still so much craziness out in the world and one only has to turn on the TV or or go online to see, Lord, what a what a mess our world is in. And I pray, God, that you would bring healing and bring peace and restoration. And Lord, many miracles would take place and that revival and spiritual awakening would break loose. And may it begin in my heart and our hearts. So Father, we just love you and we thank you for loving us. And we ask that your Holy Spirit would continue to rain down on us as we uh, move forward in faith, following your lead in the strong and holy and powerful name of Jesus Christ, I pray, amen. I wanna thank you again for joining us for worship. I hope that you will join us this Sunday at either 8.30 or 11 o'clock. In the near future, I'm gonna be sharing with you some exciting news about some other areas of our church uh, resetting or, or uh, restarting. I'm, I'm excited about that, but please be patient as we have a few other things that we need to take care of first, but we're headed there. Thank you for your continued prayers and love, and we pray that God would continue to bless you and your family, and if I or we as a staff or church can ever help you or minister to you in any way, please feel free to contact me. If you have given your life to Christ and you've never followed through believer's baptism, please contact me or the church office and we would love to set that up for you or your family. 
to be baptized. But tonight, as we close out, I'm grateful that we have two young ladies that are friends of Bill's from Somerset. They're going to be singing a beautiful song to close out this service. And what a beautiful name the name of Jesus is. And I pray you have a blessed and wonderful rest of the night. And we look forward to seeing you this Sunday, whether in person or online. God bless you. You